The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. We are your Minutia Men. And we have occasional guests on the show, like my dog Ivy. When she uh, sees the mailman, uh, she will make her presence felt. And occasionally my uh, college-age sons will walk in the room and ask for a ride or something like that. But other than that, uh, it's just Rick and Dave. And we are your purveyors of minutia. Yeah, and I have nobody in the house right now. I'm completely... The only thing that I got going is CNN in the background. I've actually even turned off the uh, sound. So I, I'll if something if there's breaking news. Now, granted, it's Tuesday and this will air Thursday, so it won't be really breaking news. <laughs> if you want two-day-old news, right? If you need two-day-old news, um, I'll be happy to, to to give it to you. But yeah, I'm completely uh, completely at home alone, uh, which is not often. My wife works from home as well, and I also have a teenage daughter and two little kids. But thankfully, school has started, Rick. Yeah, isn't yeah. it great? Yeah, the all-inclusive uh, resort that I was running over the summer yeah. is closed, and it's now Dave time. Dave and Rick time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and speaking of my uh, 13-year-old daughter, who will be 14 in like a week from today, and Sean, you're... Son just turned fourteen. Uh, he did yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, he had a big day. He uh, came home from school. I uh, went to cross country practice. Went to soccer practice. Did three hours of homework and went to bed. Uh, what did you get him for his uh, birthday? We got him a uh, Anthony Rizzo jersey, like authentic Anthony Rizzo jersey. He's a little excited about the Cubs. Even as a hardened White Sox fan, I wouldn't say I'm excited about the Cubs. But I don't have the hate. I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, no, I really, you know, no, I'm not wishing them well, but I'm not wishing them tragedy. You're not? Yet. No, not yet. I don't think. I okay, mean, so let's say you you are having a conversation with our buddy Dane. Oh, yeah. And Dane, Dane talks to you about the odds of Cubs victory uh, versus it, it puts them among the pantheons of the all-time greats. How long before you start wishing for tragedy? With Dane, oh, instantaneously, okay. I think. But see, you know, with Dane, I, I for my other fans like you and Andy and my other Cub fan friends, I actually, you know, I don't think I'll be happy for you because I don't think I'm ever really happy for anybody. Are you ever <laughs> happy for anybody? More than uh, you, probably. <laughs> No, but I'm but I'm not gonna be happy for you, but I'm not. But with Dane, that is gonna be the killer for me is when he is happy, I will be the it'll crush me. Okay. Um uh speaking of my thirteen year old daughter though, and happy birthday to Sean, um, here's a story uh comes out of Australia. Uh an Australian teen was reporting reported missing this week, and when police appealed to the public for information on her whereabouts on their Facebook feed, she actually cracked the case by saying that she was in her room. <laughs> so, so cancel the in, Amber Alert. Right, exactly. Uh, so she's, you know, think of it. She's she's in her room. She's on Facebook. I didn't even think kids were on Facebook, but evidently they're on Facebook. She sees that her picture, her picture comes up on the feed saying, you know, have you seen this, this, you know, teen? And she and she responds, and I love this response that she put. Um, on the thread, she goes, guys, I'm fine. 
I'm not missing. This is an overreaction to a fight I had with my sister. I'm legit just sitting in my bedroom. Uh, now, being a father of a teenage daughter, yeah. I can totally see how this could happen. Uh, you know, she got into the fight with her with her sister. She went up to her bedroom. She probably took a big old her uh, her her blanket, put it like over her for like it could have been for days. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you've got you. you I mean, you, I'm sure you've had experiences like this with your kids. Well, oh, didn't we? You know, we just went to a uh, friend's house. I won't say the name of the friend, but uh, they've got a teenage daughter. And and we had, you know, they probably had 20 people there visiting, uh, you know, party and everything. And their daughter never left her yeah. room that entire day. Uh, I don't think. It's not unusual, I don't think. No, not at all. But, you know, so so this girl says, and she responds on Facebook saying that she's okay. Well, the police had to make sure that it was legitimate, right? So they asked her to come to the station to prove that she was alive. <laughs> now... <laughs> Now, knowing some teenagers, uh, not necessarily my daughter, but some teenagers, even if you see them in their same room, I don't think you could tell if they're alive or yeah, not. Yeah, oh, we check Tommy's pulse uh, yeah. constantly just to yeah, make sure. Yeah, I mean, what do they do? Like an eye roll test? <laughs> just say say a joke. Say like a corny joke and see right, what happens. Right. right. Take, away their, take away their phone and see the shrieking. Yeah. You know, is there that a reaction? Would work. Oh, that's good. That yeah, could be yeah. actually used as a test. I mean, <laughs> You take the child's phone away, see what happens. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, so this Queensland uh, teenager, thank God, thoughts to the family. Uh, she's never going to live this down, I imagine. Well, have you ever lost your children? Uh, I have not. No, I'm not saying that they haven't been lost, but I I have never been part of the. Well, you know, now that I'm now that uh, I'm about to tell you a, a couple of stories about Tommy, and and to be totally honest between you and me, and and, and, and whoever's listening right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, 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 um, right. I was not involved in any of these stories either. Yeah, nor will I. Nor was I. But so please. one time, uh, Bridget lost Tommy in a Kia, right? Where he, mm -hmm. uh, Tommy is a very quiet boy, and when he was little, he was even quieter, and he. It was kind of on his own little world. And so he would just kind of wander. Um, but he never wandered far because he's, you know, he's a Kempfer. We don't, uh, <laughs> we don't go far. Does he have, does he have gout already at age 20? <laughs> no, but he, he makes me look like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he was walking around the Ikea and just kind of wandered into a display and Bridget wasn't paying total attention to him. Right, right. And all of a sudden, she looked around and he was gone. And she started shrieking his name. She started running up and down the hallways, uh, you know, looking for him. And and went and got the salespeople, and they started looking. You know, has anyone yeah. seen the little boy? Uh, we got a code, little boy? We got a code red. Yeah. We got a code red. <laughs> exactly. And all of a sudden, Tommy peeks his head out of wherever he was and goes, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, hey, that's Tommy. <laughs> so he was just like in a living room, right? He was just he was sitting just, there. Yeah. yeah, he was just like there. We're like five feet away from her. There was, <laughs> uh, you mean uh, my mom lost him once at uh, at German Fest in Milwaukee, which is a little scary. I wasn't yeah, there that, for that either. But again, he had just wandered around the corner. He was not far away. But the uh, best, the best one was when, and this is kind of similar to that story that 
that you just read. Uh, one time when I was still working in radio, I was doing the morning show, and I would come home after the show and take a nap. And so I was taking a nap one day, and Bridget was in the backyard with Tommy, and he was probably two years old or something like that. And she took him to the back while she did some gardening work. And then she turned around at one point and he was gone. Mm -hmm. Now he was only two years old and she just couldn't figure out where he went. So she ran out to the street thinking that he must have gone. He just wandered out onto the sidewalk or something. And he was gone. She started running up and down the street, screaming his name. Neighbors came out. They started canvassing the area. And I was taking a nap. And I heard her finally, you know, she woke me up, her screaming from outside, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> and and then I would hear this little uh, voice going, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had come back inside the house. Well, it was probably hot outside. <laughs> it was humid. He was in right? the basement the whole time. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. <laughs> yeah. But she couldn't uh, hear him, of course. Well, so, when, we had the, when the twins were real little, you know, uh, probably three or four. Um, I was just petrified that something like this was going to happen. So we bought those leashes. You ever see those parents? Did you with really the have those? We had them. I don't know if we ever used them. Uh, I did. I did. Although with your them. kids, I could see it. Oh my god! Especially uh, the twins. Yeah, they're just going all over the place. So I'm. I don't judge any parents when they lose their kids because it's always the kids' fault. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Y- you know, uh, <laughs> that is probably th- true. So. But uh, but yeah. So uh, all right. So I I've got some minutia for you. All right. This is uh, this is true minutia in the in the uh, in the depth like the textbook definition of minutia. These are things that are banned around the world. Okay, for no apparent reason. Okay. You have to guess which of I'll do it in quiz form because I know you love the quizzes. I love the quizzes. Uh, do it in quiz form, and you have to guess which of these is not true. Three of them are true. Are ready? Okay. Is it banned to have A, group jogging in Burundi, B, yellow clothing in Malaysia, C, wooden shoes in Denmark, or D, running out of gas on the Autobahn in Germany? I well, the Denmark wooden shoes. I don't. I'm going to say that is not banned because isn't that all what they wear? Oh, that's Holland. Holland wears uh, the wooden whatever. shoes. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say the wooden shoe thing is not true. Um, I don't think that it's banned to run out of gas on the autobahn. Now I'm sure they'll be disappointed in you. <laughs> no, it actually is banned. That one is true. It's it's your your. Uh... You will be oh, fined you, if it is against the law to run out of gas on the Autobahn. It's also, by the way, against the law not to stop and help somebody who is in trouble on the side of the road on the Autobahn. Is it really? It is. So, I mean, unless somebody else has already stopped. But it, it, you were right about the wooden shoes. The uh, group jogging in Burundi, uh, the, it, the uh, sentence for that is, is a life sentence in prison. Because uh, the uh, the leader of Burundi believes that uh, if you're jogging together, you're you're forming some sort of a cabal against him. And uh, it, the yellow clothing in Malaysia is against the law because that's like a, a protest color, 
and the government there also has banned it for that reason. So if we lived in Burundi, we yeah. couldn't do our six miles every morning. That we oh, do. I know. Well, you're you're still only doing six miles. Well, that's six miles after I run to your house. Right, right, exactly. And I, I'm 17 miles away. Right. Um, okay, give me another one. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. One of these is not true. Uh, it is banned to have ketchup in school cafeterias in France. It is banned to have Doritos in church at Jamaica. It is banned to have ponytails, mullets, or extreme spike hair. At Sox games. In Iran. (laughs) (laughs) No, in Iran. All right. And lip syncing is banned in Turkmenistan. One of those is not true. I'm going to go lip syncing. Lip syncing is not correct. Lip syncing is banned in Turkmenistan. They consider it a, uh, a slap against the Turkmenistan culture. And therefore, uh, you're not allowed to lip sync there. Okay, so Millie, Van- Millie Vanilli, not big there. Right. So is it the crazy hair in Iran, the Doritos in Jamaica, or the ketchup in France? I'm going to say Doritos. Doritos is correct. You are allowed to have Doritos <laughs> in Jamaica. In fact, I don't know how you'd live in Jamaica without right. Doritos. Right, everybody's stoned. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna need Doritos, right? But uh, ketchup is against the the rules against the law in France in school cafeterias because they have they feel that ketchup is not healthy. It's got too much sugar, and it uh, it develops bad eating habits. And the pony, obviously, the Iran thing. Anything that is fun is against the law in Iran. So there you go. Right. Yeah, I have no problem with their oppression, you know, against women or or gays. It's the mullet thing that really pisses that, me off. Me you know too. I mean? I mean, I had one for ten <laughs> years, and it was a good one. <laughs> oh, you yeah, you were Mister Mullet. I think. I, if you ever see a picture of my uh, loop promo picture from uh, the uh, late eighties, I'm sporting a solid mullet on that one. That's the one with the ugly sweater, too, right? Oh, yeah. It's got a Cosby sweater and a mullet. You can't travel back in time any better than to see my promo picture from The Loop. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Uh, one more. I, I got right, one I more gotta, for you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Go okay. on. Okay. This is the last one. Mm-hmm. Which one of these is not banned? All right. A, bending over seductively in Greece. B, dying in the House of Parliament in England. C, Ovaltine in Denmark, and D, shows about time travel in China. Well, I would think the time travel in China, yeah, that's going to be banned. Yeah, uh, it's considered disrespectful to history. Yeah, I would think that. Uh, what was the Ovaltine one? Ovaltine in Denmark, it's banned. Yeah, I think that's banned. It is, because Danish law requires approval for any food product infused with vitamins or minerals because they believe that a balanced diet gives you all of that, so you don't oh. need extra vitamins. Okay. I think, the, uh, what were the other two? Dying in the House of Parliament in England or bending over seductively in Greece? I'm going to say the false one is bending over seductively in Greece. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> and slightly <laughs> racist on my part. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, because isn't that all they do in Greece is bend over <laughs> seductively? That's that's the stereotype. Um, all right, so what do you do? You have any more? Uh, well, 
Uh, let, let me. Um, this comes out of Pennsylvania, so the, a uh, we're going back to America here. Okay. Uh, too much talk about Greece and Denmark. Uh, the SEP, the SEPTA. Do you know what that is? I'm sure you don't. It's the South East Pennsylvania Transit Authority. They're gonna test a new paint on the subway walls this year. Okay. And guess what? And it's a very, very special paint. What do you think this paint is going to do? On the subway walls? Yes, it's the walls of the subway. Glow in the dark. Well, um, well, the the walls of the subway and the corridors of the subway, where where people go, not where the tracks are. Uh, I'm going to say it glows in the dark. uh, No, that's actually good. This is going to be called super hydrophobic coating. Okay. Actually, super hydrophobic. That kind of sounds something like Ted Cruz would say it at some point. Super hydrophobic coating. And what this Expialidocious. is. Yeah, is This is when if you put, if, if liquid sprays on it, it sprays back at you at like a higher force. Okay. Oh, cool. Right. So they're going to put this paint. Oh, on. is this a P thing? Exactly. Very good. Because they're, they're getting so mad that people are urinating in the subway terminals that they're going to put this super hydrophobic coating so when you urinate it's going to you know flip right back at you right in the face i i strongly approve of this i think it's great but what what concerns me or it's like how do you focus you know i I do focus groups from time to time how do you focus group something like this (laughs) well you got to test it out somehow right right and does it work the same for someone, let's say, Billy Barty versus Manute Bowl? Well, let, I, let me ask you something. This is paint? Yes. Did you say it's, it's paint? You, if you paint it on the wall, it, it pushes liquid back at you? Yeah, it's super hydrophobic coating. So what if it's raining or something? Well, it's, I think it's inside the subway. Okay, right. So that would be It's going to be in the terminals. Uh, but, but you know what would be awesome is if you can buy this paint... And I don't know if it's translucent or what, and just put it on trees all over the place. <laughs> well, I would like to buy it and put it on my driveway because my dog Ivy, yeah, is exactly. a uh, she's suddenly gotten very dainty, and she will no longer pee in the grass. It it just it 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 bothers her uh, dainty little rear, so she goes uh, and pees on the sidewalk. I'm like, hey, <laughs> no. Oh. I don't uh, want a stain, a pee-stained sidewalk. Not um, cool. But wouldn't it be awesome if you, like, as a joke to the dogs in your neighborhood, you paint all the trees and you watch them pee and it comes oh, back at them? I would love them. that. I would that, absolutely love that. So if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're in Philadelphia, Rick, yeah, and you uh, may have had a couple of cheesesteaks and a couple of beers and you need to go to the bathroom, don't do it in the subway because you might have a... Uh, a, a bad reaction to the Have you ever had pain. a Philadelphia cheesesteak sandwich? I did. Actually, we were in Philadelphia, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I thought the ballpark was just wonderful. I thought it's a great ballpark. Uh, and then we did. We did have a Philadelphia cheesesteak right just, there. It's just uh, beef with, with like cheese whiz on it, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. perfect. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I don't think I... I don't I'm, I, No, I'm going to vote no. Well, yeah. you've had cheeseburgers before, right? Yeah, but not cheese whiz. It's it's literally cheese whiz, I think. Uh, I don't know. They were awesome. Okay, if you yeah. say so. All right, it is time now for our 
favorite segment, which is going to be more popular every week, Dave, because... Go Cubbies. That's right. Here we go. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. So, Dave, I'm sure you're familiar with this concept, but uh, this week in 1919, something significant happened at Wrigley Field. Grover Cleveland Alexander, who is known as Pete, Pete Alexander, set a record for pitching the shortest game in Cubs history. Guess how long it was. Is this by hours, by time? What are we yeah, talking by, about? Yeah, by minutes. 45 minutes. Oh, it's ridiculous. No, it was 58 minutes. <laughs> okay. 58 minutes. Okay. All right. But uh, he, uh, let's see, what did he do? He induced nine little taps to the pitcher. He struck out four. He walked none. He gave up six harmless hits. And uh, in less than one hour, he uh, shut out the Braves. And that was the uh, final team that he needed to shut out that year. That means he shut out every team in the league that year. Oh, wow. That, what year is this? 1919? 1919. Now, of course, Cubs didn't win the pennant that year, but they did have a very good pitcher, Grover Cleveland Alexander. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, of course he is a Hall of Famer. You know, we uh, had a big uh, Cubs discussion last night. Uh, you know, Sean, my uh, 13-year-old's birthday, who's now 14 years old. Right. <laughs> And I asked him what he wanted for his birthday, and he said he wants World Series tickets. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. good luck on that, pal. <laughs> yeah. But I, I am a part of a season ticket plan, so there's a chance that I may get a pair of tickets. And so Bridget and I started talking about it, and she said, well, how much are those worth if you sell oh, them? Yeah. Thousands. Do You probably know the market better than me. Uh, last year, uh, and I, so, well, I had – Ticket. I'm I'm part of a season ticket pool too, with just fantastic seats. They're like, I don't know, eight rows, seven rows, no, eight rows behind the on deck circle. Um, and I had a pair, and they were. I was already pricing it when the Cubs won the first round. They were going at that point, even before them making the World Series, about seven thousand dollars per ticket. Are you kidding me? No. Um, now your seats are just slightly. Mine are like thirteenth row behind the first base dugout. Yeah, so four thousand, I bet. Maybe really? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. You're, you're, Sean. It's not worth eight grand, four grand. Well, see, this is this was the discussion that we had because you know what is the price? What is the price point that if you've been waiting your whole life for something, what would you pay to to witness that? Well, when the White Sox went to the World Series, uh, the, the our our buddy Dane Placco. Uh, was able to get me um, tickets, and um, I, you know, I, I had I got them for face, but we had this discussion. I and I said basically a thousand bucks at that point that I would that way. I, if if I really wanted to go to one of the games, I would spend about a thousand bucks probably. Okay, but, so but but do, what about the reverse? What if you have tickets that are worth that much money that that you only spend face value for? How much would I forego to sell it to somebody? Right. What if this is, all right, so this is 2005. The White Sox are about to clinch the World Series for the first time since 1917. You have tickets to game two 
at or game let's say it was game four i know they won it in houston but play along with me for a second you have tickets for game four they're excellent seats and you know that you can get from a white Sox fan 75 80 bucks (laughs) because (laughs) i see what you did there you like that (laughs) i see i see what you did there that's great good good no but let's say it was seven grand like like you had for for uh the cubs tickets I, I would sell. I would. You sell would sell it, wouldn't you? Right, and then I'd buy a crappier seat somewhere. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, what you do is you sell your good seats for whatever three grand each, and then take him and get a seat in the upper deck somewhere. He'll still be the thrill, and then you pocket a little money for you know for the effort. That's not a bad idea. As somebody who has two kids in college right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you'll 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 fulfill your your uh, obligations as a good father and i did that i did the quotations in the air when i said that <laughs> uh and um yeah. i'm not and the I, one that lost my children <laughs> that was my wife <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i would definitely would uh, well remember when we saw the who at the house of blues yeah um i think i paid when we pay for those tickets 400 bucks a ticket now granted that was 25 years ago or i think it was 300 bucks a, a ticket because i remember thinking that i have never spent this much money for anything yeah, ever right um yeah i think I, well now i wouldn't pay but yeah i would say okay the beatles how much would you pay to see the beatles well you see i've seen the two guys that are left i've seen them both okay so. let's say the beatles were still alive yeah All see that's 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 tough to say yeah I mean, um, well, it's a, it's a moral dilemma. I just wanted to bring up the uh, the subject because when it's not until you see the look on your little son's face when you discuss even the the possibility of selling it. He, he looked at me like et tu brute. <laughs> like, really, like I had taken a knife out and stabbed him. So you discussed cutting his heart out in front of him, <laughs> right? <laughs> well. It's my ticket, not his. It's my choice whether to take him or not. <laughs> uh, uh, well, my buddy Andy, you know, uh, who I have this bet with every year, and it's gone up for 30-plus years, uh, $5 a year. Every year it goes up. It started in 1983 or four. Uh, it's who gets the better record, the Cubs versus the Sox, and now we're at like 170 bucks or something, 165 bucks. And I, of course, lost this year. But if I get first round tickets for the cubs um i'm going to maybe make him a deal like okay i'll take you to the game but then you have to let me out of the bet until like 2023 (laughs) (laughs) because that's about the next time the Sox are going to beat the cubs but you're only going to do that for the first round you wouldn't do it for world series no 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 because i'm not going to live that so you're looking for like Eight years of uh, bet being paid off in exchange for one ticket to a first round game. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that it's equitable per se, but uh, but yeah, that's pretty much what I would say. Andy, don't take the deal. Uh, oh well, I, you know he's actually going to be here October seventh. He's visiting his mom for a couple of days, okay. so this could be that'll be during the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how. Is that the home? Are they the home games then? I'll have to look that up for you. I will let you know. All right. We should probably move on here. We're uh, going to our last segment, which is called Celebrity Potpourri. 
A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So the way Celebrity Potpourri works is we have written down the names of all the celebrities I've met over the years in my radio career, put them in a bowl, and Dave dips his hand in the bowl, pulls out a name, and I have to tell that story. And, and as I say every week... Some stories are better than others. Uh, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever. I did meet Michael Jordan. I met him, I can tell you, the year. It was 1994. And it was during his hiatus between the the two championship runs. Right? So he was... He was playing baseball. If that's, a, that's where I met him. I met him at the press conference to announce that the White Sox had signed him for uh for baseball to play uh for their minor leagues and the the uh, radio station i was with john landecker show at the time the radio station sent me there to uh cover the story and i got to meet michael he was there he met everybody there i asked him a couple of questions i don't remember really anything about it here's what i remember about that day as i was sitting there in line waiting to go up and talk to him i looked to my left and I saw Ernie Banks. Oh, that'd be great. Ernie Banks was just standing there by himself. So I went up to Ernie. I'm like, <laughs> this is, I mean, this was really the first time I met Ernie, too. I was so excited. He was, he is my hero. He was my childhood hero, Ernie Banks, number 14, Mr. Cub. I went up and shook his hand and I said, you know, Ernie, uh, I'm just thrilled to meet you, but. What in the world are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Because it was a White Sox press conference and it was about Michael Jordan going into baseball. I'm like, what, what, why are you here? He said the White Sox asked him to be there because they wanted someone who had like a rosy outlook <laughs> <laughs> to answer questions about Michael. <laughs> and it, it was true. And after I started talking to him, I saw other people swarm around him to talk to him. And he's like, So what do you think about Michael? How's he going to do? And he kept saying, I think Michael has got a chance at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I love that guy. I love Ernie. You know, uh, Ernie should just go. Well, he can't go now, but he should have just gone to hospitals, you know, all, and just cheered up every patient. That would, should have been his job. I think, you know? he, I think he basically did that. Yeah. He, what, well, they, there was, he was just in the news. Um, they found his headstone. Dane Plackle, I think, broke the story. Yeah, that's right. It was. Uh, it, it's near your parents. Yes, uh, at Graceland, uh, near Wrigley Field. Yeah, uh, I loved Ernie. Even as a, you know, soulless, black-hearted Cub Sox fan, I always loved Ernie. How can you not? Exactly. I if mean, you don't uh, love Ernie Banks. There's something wrong with you as right. a human. Yeah. Um, it's but, like yeah. not liking minutia men with Rick and yeah. Dave. Or the radio podcast, uh, radio Misfits podcast network. Well, you know there are lots of great shows, Dave. <laughs> this is this is a seamless uh, segue, isn't it? Yeah, there are lots yes. of great shows on the Radio Misfits podcast network. And you know, last week I said that there were no political shows. I was wrong. Because uh, we shy away from politics. We really don't talk about politics. But if you ever listen to the Pugs Moran live show, he does get into politics quite a bit. And last week I listened to his podcast, and he had a rant about Donald Trump for the ages. So if you want to check out some political talk, 
it is also available on the Radio Misfits podcast podcast network. Because Great Talk Radio isn't dead, Dave. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Got a couple of angry emails about Bruce Springsteen this week. Oh, what were they? They're, people do not like when you rip Bruce Springsteen, David. Oh, really? What'd they say? I, I'll read them to you later, but they, they were uh, they were upset. Really? Yeah. Eh. Yeah. So there you go. Whatever. You know what? I'll be that guy on the on the podcast. I'll be the I'll be the controversial guy that gets gets the discussion going, and you could just be the straight man. How does that sound? I think it's more of the cranky old man telling people to get off their lawn. I think that's really more what you are there. Uh, you yeah, definitely. Now come on, read one of the cranky emails. Oh, I don't have them in front of me. I don't have to look them up. A great show prep. I mean, how many do we get? Five a week? Uh, we got three. We <laughs> okay, got three. So, they were all negative. They were all negative. Against but me. Only against you. So I don't really consider them negative. All right. I'd like to uh, thank our executive producer, Tony Lasano with OPI Productions. Uh, we've been distributed by Ed Silla, Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you'd like this show, Minutia Men, got some good news for you. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. The Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Rick and Dave. Rick and Dave. Rick and Dave. and Dave. Rick 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 and Dave.